This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Indoors or out, summer, fall, winter, and spring. Whatever you garden, wherever you garden. This is the show that covers it all. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's. Grow the world you want with help from Scott's. Good morning, and glad to have you along here from AM740. Zoomer Radio. Yeah, glad to have you along too, Frank. Why, You're looking very, you. very sharp today. Well, thank you. I'm wearing my birthday shirt. I know. Di, Di I... took me took me shopping uh, to some uh, a lovely uh, a lovely little store in Niagara on the Lake, mm. Hallie's. Oh yeah. And the folks in there, um, she was. I wish I could remember the name. Oh, Charlie and yeah, uh, that's a hard name Norma. to remember. I think it's Norma. Anyway, just lovely people, and uh, I've got this. Great shirt. Isn't it's great. Sharp, no, I love it. I love it. Colorful it's as all get out. Peacock. Yeah. Birthday's on uh, on Tuesday. Tuesday. So big happy birthday to you and your Cindy. buddy, Cindy Zach. Yes, Cindy Zach. Big She's shout out birthday. to Cindy. Birthday people. And you know who else I want to wish happy birthday to? Who? Is a guy that you know, I think, uh, well, I don't know whether we were this. No, you weren't with the station when we were operating out of no. Oakville. But there's a great old guy there. He's retired now. Great old guy. He's celebrating his eighty-first <laughs> birthday today. But he was out golfing yesterday with Bob Shepard, uh-huh. and uh, hidden uh, hidden lake, I think it's called, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, north of Burlington, and he shot a hole in one. Wow! Yeah, pretty cool. That huh? is cool. <laughs> Do that about once in a lifetime, right? So, Stan Davis, all the very best to you, my friend, and have a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have some announcements? To, oh, I better give out the phone numbers okay. first, okay? And then uh, we'll get things in order. This is the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show. It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's Charlie. You're hearing in the background there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 416-360-0740 for Toronto listeners. And anywhere else in the province, one 740 Four seven forty. Of course, that's toll free. Uh, some announcements, Charlie. Before we go to calls, just a few. All right. Um, first one is uh, mark on your calendars for next Saturday from ten a.m. <clears throat> excuse me to one p.m. Mm-hmm. Scarborough Garden and Horticultural Society will be holding their plant sale. There's a huge variety of annuals, perennials crafts and numerous other activities. The event happens indoors for the first time ever at the Scarborough Village Community Centre, which is at 3600 Kingston Road at Markham Road, northeast corner. There's lots of parking, free, and obviously the event is free. Just come on in and pick up plants. If you can't get out and line up in the stores this weekend, you can always do some plant shopping next Saturday. There's also, this is another one, good one, I think, to mark on your calendar. If you're a peony, a fan of the peonies, The 6th Annual Peony Festival is being held on June 12th and 13th at the Oshawa Valley Botanical Gardens, which is located at 155 Arena Street in Oshawa. So it's from 10 until 4, both days, Saturday and Sunday, June 12th and 13th. 13th, uh, 
you can view 300 spectacular peony varieties. There's a judged peony show that will be ongoing. There's artists in the garden. There's speakers. There's demos. There's peony advice galore. So it's all about peonies. Which this whole event is completely free. You know, open to the public. Come on and in. And where's it happening again? In Oshawa at the Oshawa Valley Botanical Gardens, which is on at 155 Arena Street. Um, now, as the princess of the peonies has spoken. Yes, okay. exactly. There. <laughs> We are. Well, and the other thing is it, when you're in the Oshawa yeah, area yeah. and you've checked out the peonies, consider touring Parkwood, uh, which is a 12 acre heritage uh, site, uh-huh. big old building and landscape. There you can have lunch or tea over on this big terrace overlooking Ooh, these fountains. Great. It's actually very neat. Parkwood is, um, it was a huge mansion mm-hmm. built by one of those car people way back when, when you know, one of those car people <laughs> before GM became GM. <laughs> uh, and uh, this has been a, a sort of a heritage site yeah. and it's open like, museum sort of piece. It's kind of like Castle Loma, but not as old and not a castle, but it's a beautiful big old house. Gardens are quite spectacular. You do pay admission to get into Parkwood, but the Peony Festival is completely free. And then, you know, sort of a kilometer away, check out Parkwood. So there, that's all ongoing in the next few weeks. So okay. Th- put that on your calendar. Can I do a little announcement? I suppose. Is it garden related? Yes, it is. Okay, do Very much so. <laughs> the annual Great Gardens of the Ganaraska Tour, the tickets went on sale just a couple of weeks ago. It's the 10th anniversary year, and the Garden Tour is one of the major fundraisers for Big Sisters, Big Brothers. Currently in, in the area, there are 21 uh, little brothers and sisters waiting for a mentor of their own. Now, the tour features Eight delightful and expansive properties set in the Ganaraska watershed and the rolling Northumberland Hills, just north of Port Hope. A master gardener like you will be on hand at every garden to answer questions. And one of the gardens there will be a there will be a birdhouse boutique mm-hmm. with over 100 artistic and functional birdhouses, bat houses, and bird feeders handcrafted by local artisans. And so the tour is coming up Sunday, June 17th. 10 to 4. Want more information on this, folks? You can uh, pop online to uh, www.heartofnorthumberland.ca or give a call to this number, 1 888 278 2484. There nice. you go. It's true, and that's a, a t- it's tour time, right? Mm-hmm. We get all, our, all of our gardening done. Then we go out and we start looking at other people's gardens. Yeah, steal some is, ideas. That's right, exactly. Why not? Which is always fun. We've... Speaking of getting our gardening done. Oh, yeah. Up and down, knees, eh? It's all that planting. Yeah, yeah. Good exercise. Good exercise and good to keep the joints limber and keep those joints working. Consider if you're getting stiff. Wait a minute. I You hear a a little little jingle coming? (laughs) Let's all talk about Sierra Sil. Exactly. Well, Sierra Sil is a a supplement that if you do have stiff joints, whether it's knees or elbows or hands, Mm -hmm. and gardening, you know, it's great activity, keeps you limber, but if it hurts too much to get down on your knees, consider taking Sierra Sil daily as a way to keep those joints loose and limber and not hurting. <laughs> now, your, your guy, Elliot, he Elliot's takes it. Yeah. Uh, completely convinced that it works. Frisky. Frisky Dolly. Dolly yeah, my mom, mom, my sister-in-law, <laughs> I've got the whole family taking Sierra Sil, and all of them are, are standing by it as something that's really improved their lives. Yeah, it's a natural product, too. Must totally be. natural. Minerals from the Sierra Mountains. And? Uh, For more information, triple W, Sierra Sil, S-I-E-R-R. R-A-S-I-L dot com, or if you want to phone them, there's somebody standing by at 1-877-JOINT-14. Well done, miss. Well done. Thank you, birthday boy. It, it's <laughs> 9-13.
This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, your exclusive source for gardening advice, sponsored by Scott's, makers of EcoSense Natural Lawn Fertilizer. And good morning once again from Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, on this <laughs> long holiday weekend. A lot of folks may be tuned in from cottage country. Who knows? Well, huh? I think they're more likely tuned in from their cars on the way to the garden center. Yeah, they're still on the road <laughs> trying well, to get there. Well, or to cottage country. But no, but you're, this is it. This yeah. is the weekend. Oh, absolutely. Even though we've had great weather for the last few weeks. Yeah. It's now, is, it's funny how it works in Ontario. Everybody's got to shop and plant today. Yeah, My absolutely. neighbors wrote this morning. I could see them all laying out their little <laughs> annuals. Probably had them in the garage for the last three weeks, but today they plant. <laughs> Very cute. All righty. Let's uh, take a little ride up uh, to Highway 76. No, we're uh, going to go uh, here first. Uh, Osh- oh, oh, right. You are. You are. Right. Uh, so we'll go the 401 uh, <laughs> to Oshawa and talk to John. Hey, John, good morning. Oh, top of the morning to you. Uh, top of the morning to you the rest of the day for I, yourself. I say, I say, I say. <laughs> <laughs> morning, John. Uh, you announced on the radio a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. about the uh, that Scott's had came out with a weed killer. Mm-hmm. Is it a liquid or is it dry? It's a liquid, and it is a, something that comes in. You know what? I don't think it's actually in the stores yet, but if not today, then imminently is due in the stores. The name on the bottle will be Weed Be Gone. Uh-huh. And it's a liquid. It'll come in a little spritzer spray bottle. Right. So the idea is you're not going to spray it all over the lawn. You're going to walk through your lawn That's right. yeah. looking for and selectively spraying any broad-leafed weeds like dandelions or plantain or good old creeping Charlie, something like that growing in your lawn, this weed begone, follow the instructions on the package, will annihilate the broad-leafed weeds growing in your lawn and not touch the lawn. Do you, do you have any idea when it's coming on the market? I wish I could give you a date. It's funny. Everything I've read about it lately is, you know, there's been some press releases, and it's all kind of... We even had the chap announce it here first. That's right. Glenn yeah. was on, the yeah. Glenn Martin of Scots was on the radio here three weeks ago saying, you know, we got the registration, you know, yay. So once the registration was announced, they had been trying to obviously stockpile some inventory in preparation for this being able to come out on the market. So... Honestly, I, let me, um, maybe Glenn's listening and he'll call us. Yeah, uh, you never yeah. know. And just give us an update on that. Because you, it's, if I can't give you an update today, let me report back next week. But I hope it will be available by next weekend if it's not available they today. They would love it to have it uh, sure. on the market now. Today is when you want it out there. case of uh, being able to do that. There's no know? shortage of dandelions, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, man. You got that right. <laughs> so, John, leave that with me and I'll see if I can give you an absolute date. But I have a feeling it's going to fly off the shelves once it's once it's out there. Keep yeah. an eye, though, if you live close to a, a Home Depot or a Canadian Tire or any oh, of those. Yes. yeah, all keep, around the area. Keep swinging through if you have a chance and just keep watching for it, because once it's on the shelf, it's not going to last, I don't think. Thanks very much, Charlie. Thanks, John. All right, John. Have a good day in Oshawa. Thank and you very much. You bet. And now, now it's time to go on that Highway 76 and get to West Lorne. Hi, Sharon. How are you this morning? Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Um, it's a, kind of a wet morning here. I don't know what it's like down there. But Not yet. Your but, rain's coming our way, I think. Oh, good. <laughs> we'll, we'll have lots of sun next week. That's right. Um, what I'm calling for this morning is about chrysanthemums. Mm-hmm. I have a um, uh, chrysanthemum in my planter at the front of the house. Mm-hmm. It's getting rather big. Now, I know that the first week in July, or first or second week in July, is the last time to pinch them off. Mm-hmm. Is it too early to start pinching them off now? Well, keep in mind, 
just for people so they understand what, you, what you're talking about is the chrysanthemum that is growing in your planter is a fall or late summer blooming plant. Yes, it blooms in the fall. That's right. And right now it's just like a little green, well, probably not that little, but it's a green plant. Yeah. That yes. if you don't nip or pinch the top of it, it'll get quite tall. Well, it's getting tall. That's, that's exactly. Right. And then the flowers will form and then the whole thing kind of flies that's around cool. in the wind and, and mm-hmm. flops down into kind of a bit of a puddle on the ground. Mm-hmm. So if we pinch or cut, actually remove the tops of of the plant, and sometimes I'll actually take a mum and cut it right down to half its size. Mm-hmm. Uh, so say, how tall would you say it is now? Eight or ten inches oh, tall? Oh no, no, it's about um, oh maybe a foot or a foot and a half. Yeah. So, you know, I would say, no, it's not too early because we are way ahead of schedule. Yeah, yeah. And usually, like I live north of you, I'll do my my mum, and I'll do this to seed them as well. Any of the late-blooming perennials that tend to get too big and floppy, just cut them right down to half their current size. Mm -hmm. Usually I'll do it in mid-June. So here we are ahead of schedule, end of May. Right. Certainly, you, I would, you could go in there just with some shears and take, if it's a foot and a half tall, take it down to half that size today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but keep in mind, though, it's going to um, become, it'll be shorter, but it'll be denser. You'll have oh, more yeah. branches. Yes, I, I realized that, but I knew that it was about maybe the first week or the, yeah. or the second week in July to, to This is the last time. That's right. So and do it now, right. and if you need to do it again, you can just do a very light shearing in a couple of weeks just to take it down a tiny bit more. Yes. And you're right. You don't want to do it after the beginning of July because the flower buds start to form Mm -hmm. at that point. You don't want to cut them off. Mm -hmm. Fine. Thank you very much. Good. Good for you, Sharon. Great question. Thank you. Enjoy West Lorne, uh, which I understand is very, very close to Chatham, Windsor area. Kent area, which is, excuse me, Sharon pointed out it's raining down there, and I did just hear that on the radio as well, that there is rain. That's where it is right now. That was my first radio gig in Chatham at CFCO. Is that right? Yeah. You I must have been. About, I was going to say about seven years yes, old. Yes, I yeah. was seventeen. <laughs> made forty-two fifty a week. My, <laughs> yeah, and that was before taxes. Wouldn't even keep you in oh, beer nowadays. Man, no. Oh. Hey, Bill <laughs> in Toronto. How are you doing this morning? How are you good? Morning. Uh, I wanted to find out about uh, the difference between Dutch sets and and multiplier onions. Okay. Uh, did, and I wondered if we've got them growing now, and I don't know whether you pull them singly or do you pull the whole cluster of onions? Are you wanting to grow them as green onions? or yeah, as, as green onions. As in, well, right. So the Dutch sets are the ones that we traditionally grow for green onions. Though, if you leave them in the ground, of course, the, the little green onions, the green will eventually turn yellow, and that below-ground root will be quite a bit larger, and then we treat it as a, as a cooking onion. So they're single then, are they? That's are they, right. They've they got a bunch of uh, seedlings around them. Yeah, they might have put some little bulb. Did you plant them this spring? Yeah, I, just, yeah. I planted the, the ones. In, I don't know if, I think that they're called the multipliers. They've got like that's one right. bulb went in and then there's about eight or ten. Little plants. ones all clustered around. Yeah. That's your little baby. They're daughters, basically, of the mother bulb that you planted. Yeah. So multipliers, same thing. You can, when you pull, you'll lift all of them and you will use each of them as a green onion if you pull them young enough. Leave them in the ground a little longer, and you can uh, end up with bigger onions, obviously. But you won't ha- you only have one big onions because the little ones won't actually survive that process of leaving them in the ground. It's the mother that will grow bigger. Okay. okay. What about Spanish onions? Do they have 
multipliers too? No, usually with the Spanish onions, it's a single onion and they're planted just as a single and allowed to grow as uh, until the, all the green foliage turns yellow is when we will be harvesting those, typically August. Okay. okay. And what, uh, Vidalia onions, are they available here? Which one's Dahlia, did you say? Vidalia. Oh, Delia, Vidalia. I have never seen them. Okay. Vidalia is actually what I call them. They're the ones that are sweet. They're, they look like a cooking yeah. onion, but they're very sweet. Perfect for hamburgers. Like that's oh. right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the um, I have never seen them for sale, but that's a good question. Okay. Uh, whether they're out there. I'm happy to look that up for you and let you I know. They come from Georgia, and I don't know if they're just in that region or whatever. I think they're grown in Georgia. I'm not sure if they're from Georgia. I have a feeling they're more from like Central America originally. Okay. And Mexico or something is in the back of my mind. When we first inter- you know, had them mm-hmm. introduced here. I think they had come from Central or South America, but let me look that up and and get back to you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Uh, You are listening to the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show here at Zoomer Radio, AM 740, the time 924, and we'll be back to uh, say hi to Nancy in Etobicoke right after these words. Southern Ontario, Western New York, wherever you're tuning in, this is your place for everything garden. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's, makers of Turf Builder Easy Seed. And alongside Charlie in studio, yours truly, Frank Proctor. Delighted to be here once again. And you, uh, regular listeners of the show, when they call in, usually, of course, recognize Grace's voice. Mm-hmm. Well, Grace is away today, so the voice you're hearing is not uh, Grace with a cold. No, that's Andre. Yes. That's Andre, and he's doing a great job, and he just passed along a little note to you. A little note that, an uh, 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 update from a couple of callers. They yeah. called in and let Andre know that we'd be gone. Our first caller, John, from Oshawa, yep. wondered when would that we'd be gone be available. Right. Apparently, it is now available. Two callers have said, one said they saw it in Walmart in Georgetown, I think that was, and somebody else said they saw it in Lowe's. Well, there you go. So it is available. Uh, John, hopefully you're still listening. Uh, jump uh, jump on your bicycle and race on <laughs> over to Lowe's or Walmart. Weed Begone, and that's that. It's an iron-based herbicide, which you spray very specifically on broad-leafed weeds growing in your lawn. Will not harm the lawn, but will annihilate broad-leafed weeds. I can just see John jumping on that bicycle being a spokesman <laughs> for Weed Begun. Anyway, okay, <laughs> we better get going here because we did promise to speak to Nancy in Etobicoke, so hello, Nancy. Hello. <laughs> Good morning. Where are you? In the, yeah, hello. Uh, yeah, hello. hello there. I thought you were in the basement. <laughs> Go ahead, yes. dear. I'm talking, Belle. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Very faintly. Okay. Oh. Well, Nancy, go ahead and ask your question, and then you could hang up and listen to the answer. Oh, okay. I have a fungus, or I think you call it fungus tree, mm-hmm. and it's growing all right, but it's growing long and spindly. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, trunk of the tree is only about half an inch uh, around the circumference, and uh, I've had it for quite a few years, and I was wondering why it won't... Um, sort of branch out instead of already going up to the ceiling in one long, skinny, like, bean pole. All right, great question. Now, hang up the phone, yeah. and then you can turn your radio back up and you can hear the answer. Yeah, okay. Thanks, All Nancy. Righty. All right, so the question is, and Nancy referred to it as a fungus tree. It's actually a ficus, F-I-C-U-S. Um, ficus are figs, and uh, she's growing it as a tropical indoor plant, very common. The mm. one we normally have in our homes is called a benjamina, so it's a ficus benjamina. 
commonly known as a Benji tree. Uh, why is it growing all tall and skinny and, and, you know, doesn't sound like a very happy tree, hitting the ceiling, skinny little trunk? Two things that you could be doing, Nancy, to help that be a better plant. One is, can it go into a brighter spot in your house? It needs as much light as you can give it. Southern window or western window would be ideal, preferably with a window with no shears or curtains on it. So lots of light will cause that plant to be less skinny and scrawny. The other thing that will help it is some pruning. So if you take the top off that tree, say you pinch the top or you actually use a pair of scissors or whatever, take six inches off the top of that tree, you will force some branches out the side. By removing the terminal bud, we then allow little uh, dormant buds that we can't see to actually grow and cause a bunch of side branching and a better looking plant ultimately. The only addendum I say when you think about ficus though is if you do any pruning on a ficus tree, they tend to bleed or ooze white latex, which if you have a, a very expensive Persian rug on the floor... Not good. Not good. <laughs> so lay some newspaper down first, prune all you want, and leave the newspaper for 24 to 48 hours. At that point, the dripping will stop, and uh, it'll you know the little wounds will heal, and there'll be no more white latex dripping out of that plant. Yeah, and it looks can, like uh, uh, carpenter's glue, doesn't that, it? Exactly. You know, Elmer's glue. Exactly. That's, that's right. So, and that's... That's what is coming out. So that's those two things. <clears throat> Excuse me, more light, a little bit of pruning, and certainly at this time of year, some fertilizer would be a nice idea as well. Excellent. Well, thank you, and I hope uh, Nancy got all that down. I hope she did too. Yeah. Uh, well, now we're going along to uh, Dundas, Ontario, a lovely little spot in, in, mm. in our uh, province. Sophie is there. Hi, Sophie. <clears throat> morning. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, morning Sophie. Uh, Charlie, a question about the allium uh, plant. Mm -hmm. um, I have some in my front. Mm -hmm. This year the leaves came up, but they turned yellow and I had no bloom. Um, can I transplant them somewhere? Do they like the sun? Do they like the shade? You know what? I find that, uh, that what um, Sophie's talking about, allium, are ornamental onions. And uh, they grow with onion-type leaves, so almost like a daylily, big, mm -hmm. long, green, skinny leaves. Then they'll shoot up this big flower stem with a round, ball, purple flower. Mm -hmm. Different heights and different sizes, depending on variety, but very ornamental. Uh, though they, and they're onions, I mean, you can smell yep. them. The trick with any bulb plants is they do not ever want to be planted into a, a moist or constantly moist area. Mm. And that is the big limiting factor with any bulb plant. The sun or shade question isn't as important. Certainly they do like some sun. Minimum four hours of sun would be nice on any of the, the flowering bulbs. I personally have blooming right now allium under, like in quite a lot of shade, uh, under a pagoda dogwood. But they would be happier and they would be bigger and brighter if they were out in a little more sun. And I'm sort of always have that in the back of my mind. I should move those because um, they certainly do prefer a little more sun. But the fact that they turned yellow uh, and that you didn't see a lot of flowering, I'm thinking maybe it's a little too moist there. Moist. Too okay. moist or buried too deep. It's just too... Uh, remember how it was hot, hot in April and then it rained nonstop for the first couple of weeks of May? Yeah. And that could have... that the, the soil could have gotten so soggy in that 
heavy downpour that that was what stopped the, the process of the flowering. Okay. So if you're going to move them, move them someplace where it's better drained or add some sand or some drainage material to the soil when you're transplanting. Okay. Okay. So last year I bought some bulbs mm-hmm. and I just discovered where I had put them. Mm-hmm. Is it too late to plant them? Oh, like what, tulips or daffodils? Uh, again, it's the allium. Well... It's interesting you bring that up. Somebody just handed me a box of stuff the other day and said, look, I just found this whole box of dahlias and stuff. Feel the weight of the bulbs. If they feel like the weight of dust, then that's what they are. They're dust. (laughs) Uh, If there's some weight to them, then there may be some life in them still. Mm -hmm. It's unlikely but possible. Mm So, you know, open the package. You, You just... You don't want it to be mush, like rotten, mm-hmm. but you don't want it to be so dry that it, they're literally just just nothing, just air. So in between there, there's actual life, and if there feels like there's some life in them, try planting them. Otherwise, just put them in the composter. Okay, so if they're healthy, I could still plant sure. them. Sure. Not too late. No. Yeah, let us know uh, how, how it comes along, uh, if, they, uh, if they pop out of the ground on you. Yeah, okay? Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you, program very much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much, Thank Charlie. you, Sophie. Bob. And a oh, reminder of the phone numbers here, quickly. Uh, in Toronto, please call 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-740. Four seven forty, and of course, you're listening to Zoomer Radio AM mm-hmm. seven forty. And and remember as well that if you miss a show, you know if you're busy or lined up in a garden center yeah, yeah. and miss the show today, you can always listen on the web, uh, either by carrying your laptop and listening live, or we are podcast as well. So all the shows are archived on iTunes. Very simple. Just go to www.itunes.com. You need that little bit of software to access the site. Once you're on the site, just under the search menu, search Charlie Dobbin or search AM740, anything like that, and the show will come up, and they're all there dated uh, from when they were first uh, archived starting in January. So they're all there, and they're fun to listen to. We are preserved for posterity. Mm -hmm. Across the universe. In perpetuity. Gadfrey Daniels, how about that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Ed in Milton, how are you doing out there? Yeah, it's raining just now. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's that rain. Gardens need it, though. (laughs) Yeah, actually, your lawn's quite dry, too. Yeah, yeah, it's hardened Uh, up. My question is, Mm -hmm. I I used to live in southern Quebec Mm -hmm. and some years ago, and I used to be able to go to these little uh, farmers who had little small hothouses, and they used to have tomatoes that they called rose tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And these, actually, when they grew, were... Uh, not the typical brilliant red of a tomato. It mm-hmm. was a, more of a rose color, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was a, a, a low acid. And right. I've not been able to find them ever since. And I don't know if they exist anymore. Were they round or were they the pear shaped? No, no, they were perfectly round, they like round. A, a perfect tomato. And if you saw them in a, in a dish, you would mm-hmm. probably not recognize them as a rose tomato. But if there was a, a regular tomato yeah. with them, you could really tell the difference. Well, you know the one that I always think of. I've grown it, and it's um, right, you know, from, I remember seeing this starting about 20 years ago. It's a tomato called Ponderosa Pink. Ponderosa Pink. Pink. Rose, rose being French for the color pink. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the particular tomato I'm referring to was called Ponderosa Pink, P-I-N-K. 
and it's it's round tomato, just like you're yeah. saying. It's not yeah. an Italian or a pear shaped tomato. No. Uh, so typical round, like a small beef steak, but very pink and very low acid. Yes. Now that was one that I, like I say, I recall from 20, 25 years ago that I have grown and it's delicious. It was very good. Yeah. Um, did I ever see that for sale as a starter plant? I'm not sure. I think I've only ever seen that for sale as seeds. I see. Eh? Yeah. I mean, I'd have to start it from seed if but I wanted to. But it's too late now. You won't want to start tomato seeds now. No. But honestly, with the Ed, with the amount of people interested in growing vegetables right now this year and recognizing that tomatoes are the number one by far most popular vegetable out there, there's an incredible variety of tomatoes available now and for the next 10 days or so in all the garden centers. So what I would do if I were you, if you can, either, you know, I mean, you could do this sort of via the Internet. You could do it via phone call, though nobody's going to want to answer this call and answer this detailed question. But if you have the time, even go to the stores and search their tomatoes. You will find an, an incredible variety. It's not just the same old beef steaks and early girls and, you know, tiny Tims. They, they have those. But then, you know, even Costco and Home Depot and just Walmart, the really regular stores, they're going to have 40 and 50 different varieties of tomatoes in their right. stores. So I wouldn't be surprised if you could find uh, little starters. Might not even be that little. They might be a good size, you know, 8, 10 inches tall. Loblaws is very proud of their Gigantico uh, vegetable selection. So they're one liter pots with big plants in the pots. Right. Um, so I, I, if I were you, and like I say, if you have the time and you really are looking for something like that, just go to some of the, the better garden centers to start with or or somebody in your area who does a good job, whether it's a grocery store or a you know, home center, does a good job with variety and selection and maintenance of the plant material. And don't try and ask staff any questions this weekend because they're going to be crazy busy. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But come Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. you, you'll probably find lots of helpful people <laughs> in the good. stores, okay? Yeah, I have one other simple question. I have a couple of lilac bushes. How do you cut them down? They're getting out of hand, and how do you cut them down? Okay, this is a really good question, Ed, but I can't answer it right now. Okay. If I get a chance, I'll, I'll do it at the end of the show. Very and good. if not, you will call back next week with that question. <laughs> yeah. We have a little mantra here I forgot to, to mention. Yeah. Call early, call often, one question per call. Yeah, thank great. you very much. Okay, Ed, thank you very much for calling in from Milton. My friends, you're listening to AM740, the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show, and uh, we value your phone calls. Mm-hmm. Believe me, we'll be back in just a moment to have a word with John, who's calling in from Alliston, back after these words. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Need gardening advice? You've come to the right place. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's, the makers of miracle Grow. And I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef. You are the sous chef. we are welcoming you, my friends, to the latter part of the show now. Unbelievable. We're going to just do a quick little break off from answering phone calls just to tell people, I love you guys. You're you're so sharp, eh? You're on the ball. Andre's running back and forth giving us updates (laughs) on the calls that have been coming in. It all started with our first caller, John, who wanted to know when is Weed Begone going to be available. Then some callers called in and said, oh, it is available in Walmart and in Lowe's. Now, the most recent update is there's a store, it's called the TSC Stores. The Incredible Country Hardware Store. That's the... the, uh yeah, select your store. So I, I don't know how many stores there are of the TSC store. Oh, there's all kinds of them all out there. The Apparently, Weed Begone is available at the TSC stores, 
$2 cheaper than anywhere else. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> That's the update. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Now, as promised, we've got to get to, uh, let's see, John. Uh, John in Alliston. Mm-hmm. Hello, John. How are you this morning? Morning. Morning. Um, my problem is with honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. The leaves are, the center is turning black, and mm-hmm. it's got black uh, little... Spots all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and a the shrub. Flowers are kind of uh, um, wilting. Mm-hmm. Is it a shrub or a vine? It's a, it's a shrub. Is it a big old shrub? Well, about three years old. Oh, so it's not that old. And is it a pink flowering honeysuckle? No, it's uh, the red. The red one. Okay. What you've got going on in that honeysuckle is not that uncommon, actually. The little black spots will eventually join together and the leaves will turn yellow and the leaves will fall off because you have a bit of a fungal disease on the plant. You may, it, it, it may have started as a result of aphids. Have you had a chance to kind of look closely at the growing tips of the honeysuckle, where the flowers are and where the newest growth is? If you see some contorted growth, if the leaves are all kind of curled and things are looking a little odd, it's because, I mean, honeysuckle is called honeysuckle for a reason. It has very sweet nectar. And insects know that. And they will fly from miles around to, to settle on down onto a honeysuckle and suck some of the juices out of it, leaving holes behind where the nectar continues to drip and fungal diseases start to grow. And that's usually how it all starts with honeysuckle. So just take a really close look. If you see any evidence of any insects, just a simple soap spray will kill the insects, and then a nice clean water spray to clean off the soap. And you'll find those black spotted leaves will drop, but new leaves will form. And the trick, of course, is to have them stay completely healthy. What kind of soap do you use for that? Well, they're not detergent. So it, there is, you will find for sale in any good garden center or home center something that will be called insecticidal soap. And you, it will be either pre-mixed for you or you will, it will be concentrated and you'll take it home and mix it with water. It is a pure soap and it will also have usually some um, um, fatty acids in there just to help with the mixing of the soap and the sticking to the plant. It's the soap. The way the soap works is that when we spray soap on a plant, not only are we bathing it and washing it, but if we spray properly and carefully, every insect is coated with this soapy solution. They can't breathe because insects breathe through their bodies, and that soap puts a little film on their bodies. They can't breathe. They die. It's just a really gentle way of killing them. You don't have to go around and squish them all. You just asphyxiate them with soap, and everybody gets washed along the way. And how soon do you rinse the uh, leave, scrub after soaping it? Leave the soap on for 12 to 24 hours, but do not ever spray soapy solution onto a plant on a hot, sunny day at high noon because the soap it can be quite toxic to the plant when it's very, very hot. So do read the instructions. I know it sounds just like simple soap, but there are instructions on the package. So do read what it says, when to use it, and how to use it. And then, as I say, 24 hours later, a clean, just a clean hose off with, with clear water. Okay, thank All you right. very much. And if you have a chance, can you talk about moss and how to get rid of it? Moss where your lawn is not growing? Uh, um, I have stones all around my flower bed. Mm-hmm. 
alongside the driveway, there's moss growing and on the stones and in between the stones and stuff like that. Okay. We will keep that uh, on our See list if, of things to talk about, that's for sure. Exactly. John, thank you very much. You know, it's gardening season. Everybody's yeah. got 47 questions. <laughs> but you can, you know, remember, call back. You've got the number. Just put it on your speed dial and call back. You bet. Moss. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. I appreciate that. And you know your little note about insects and soap. Mm. Uh, somebody sent me a fabulous little article on how to get rid of ticks. You know, we, I once had a dog who had mm-hmm. a, a tick. I didn't know what the hell it was. A, 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 what's that? A bump here. Yeah, and, and getting bigger oh, and bigger and bigger. And she's pulled this thing out with tweezers. Oh, gross. And it was gross. And the legs were going. And <laughs> I'm telling you, it just freaked me out. But somebody sent me this tip. You take mm-hmm. a cotton ball with uh, li- just liquid soap mm-hmm. and rub it on the tick, mm-hmm. and it will... Get the hell out of there yeah, real yeah. quick because it's suffocating. Yeah. And that's exactly simple. right. Yeah. I know. So very simple. So those of you with ticks, <laughs> get your soap take out. Notice. <laughs> <laughs> Any bugs can be yeah. eliminated with the use of soap. <laughs> Funny how that works. Ah, <laughs> dear me. Oh, gee, Tracy. Uh, Tracy's on the road, apparently. Now, mm. where are you, Tracy? Hi, how you doing? Good. 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 Just got a really quick question for you. Stop it. <laughs> a real quick question for you, and then I'll get off the phone and I'll, and I'll listen to your answer. Um, I've got a pool in my backyard, and it's got it's a in-ground pool, and I've got um, interlocking stone around it, and obviously it gets a, they get a lot of weeds in them in the summertime. And I'm just wondering, is there anything you might be able to recommend that I could spray on the brick that would kill the weeds? But I, I have to be careful because if it if it gets into the pool, it'll contaminate the water. Right. Okay. Good question. What's your dog's name? Mitzi. Mitzi, yeah. <laughs> well, enjoy the ride, Mitzi. <laughs> Charlie. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks Tracy. Yeah, thanks, so hang Mitzi. up and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll answer that question. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. Little Mitzi gapping in the background. Tracy and Mitzi yeah. on the road. Yes. Sounds like a book. On the road again. Yeah. Okay, so here's the, that's a great question, actually, because a lot of us have interlocking stone or walkways, mm-hmm. driveways, interlock and little weeds grow like crazy in between the stone now as tracy points out she has a pool so whatever she's using to kill the weeds she does not want it to be toxic and end up draining into her pool but the what i have used and found very effective well okay if you wanted to go really low tech and super neutral boiling water all right just get boil that kettle of water Keep Mitzi out of the way. You don't want to trip over Mitzi Mitzi when you're walking with boiling water. But with that hot water, take it straight outside. Now when the weeds are young and soft and at their most vulnerable, you can pour boiling water over these weeds very carefully. Don't splash it on yourself. And you may have to do it twice. You know, Mm -hmm. it helps if it's a hot, sunny day when you do this because that's even more stressful on the plants. And pour that boiling water. They'll turn yellow and die and either blow away or you can pull them out from between the interlock equation easily. The other thing I've used is um, the first herbicide that we had available prior to this brand new Weed Be Gone that we now have available. But the first one that was available, also made by Scott's, is a um, it's acetic acid or vinegar-based spray. You can really, really smell the vinegar. On a hot, sunny day, you go out and you spray. The, it's just, I believe on the package, it's just called 
um, non-selective herbicide, you know, Scott's EcoSense, and but it'll say non-selective because what's tricky about this one, this vinegar-based spray, is it will kill anything green that it's sprayed on. So the, again, through your onto your weeds, in between your interlock, spraying on a hot sunny day, they will turn yellow right before your eyes. Uh, the younger the weed, the more effective this is. The older the weed, you may have to spray twice because the root can survive and the plant can grow back. Um, in terms of runoff into the pool, you're not going to use that much. Like you're only spraying like a spray. Yes, it's vinegar, and yes, it will affect the pH of your pool. So I wouldn't use it right close to the pool. But again, you're not going to use much. It's a it's a very light spray that goes onto the green plants, and it's very effective. I've I've sat there and watched them turn yellow literally before my eyes while I'm spraying. They're dying. Very very effective. I like that. I like things dying before my eyes. What do you? Um, Frank's writing a novel here. I am. So I think I'll, I'll just carry on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, no, oh, no. sorry. Here we yeah, go. No, yeah. Are you through with your call now? I'm fin- finished with okay. my answer. I have good luck, Tracy to, and uh, Mitzi. Th- yes, indeed. Um, I'm just working out a neat intro for your next little uh, spokesmanship here. Yes, sir. Okay. If my name was Bill, I'd take Sierra Sill. But my name is Frank, and the only rhyme with stank. So <laughs> let's go back to Bill and Sierra Sill. There we are. Thank you, Frank. But uh, that brings no up problem. a good point. You are taking Sierra Sill, yes. are you not? Yes, I am. And the kickboxing. I'm running low. I gotta get. I gotta get stocked up again. Get stocked up. Well, yeah. Michael's coming to visit. Maybe we'll get him to bring a case for us. Oh, goody! Michael Bentley, the president <laughs> of Sierra Sill, I be- is coming into Toronto, and I think uh, Frank and I will be meeting him. We've never actually met. But um, how do you find? Are, are you kickboxing oh. higher and harder than Listen, ever before? Listen, I'm getting in good shape. I know you I've, look. I've good. lost 12 pounds mm-hmm. at least. And I've lost uh, like a whole uh, loop on, the, on my belt. Oh so, wow! Yeah, it's it's really really working out well. And so, and do you attribute some of your ability to work I, out as I effectively so. with your loosening of yeah, your joints? Because and I, honestly, I, I don't I don't ache at all after. And boy, I'm I'm doing intensive forty uh, minute workout with my boxing coach there. Wow! Uh, yeah, good old Terrence Fowler in in uh, Fight Fit in St. <laughs> Catharines. Boy, he's great. I was going to say Fight Club. We're going to be making a movie about you. <laughs> <laughs> and your birthday's coming up on Tuesday, but yeah. you're feeling uh, oh, ten years younger. Tickety. Boom. And looking 10 years younger. Why, thank you. Love that shirt. <laughs> so thank you. Well, there you go. There's some good anecdotal uh, information from yep. Frank. Having good experience with Sierra Sil. If you're wondering what this is, it's an all-natural mineral supplement taken in a pill form daily to help keep those joints loose and lubricated, keep that movement happening, keep feeling good and vigorous and pain-free. It comes from the Sierra Mountains, but mm-hmm. the company is located in, in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, that's right. So, and for more information, yeah, very nice people. And as I've said, there's people standing by on the phone now. If you wish to give anybody a call for more information or to order, Sierra Sil can be delivered directly to your home. One eight seven seven Joint fourteen or triple W Sierra Sil dot com. S I E R R A S I L Dot com. Well done, our darling of the daisies. Oh, Back with you, more Franklin. callers in just a moment here on Charlie Dobbins Garden Show. When you have a growing concern, ask the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbins, sponsored by Scott's, makers of Scott's Wild Bird Food. Frank Proctor along with Charlie here on the Charlie Dobbins Garden Show. Let me say that again. Yes. Uh, Frank Proctor here on the Charlie Dobbins Garden Show saying hi to Kathleen in Mississauga. Good morning. 
are you? Good morning, Hi. Kathleen. Hi, my question is about peonies. Mm-hmm. I have a peony tree, and I also have several peonies. I love them. Mm-hmm. But you know when the, when the actual leaves all fall off the beautiful flowers, it looks like there's a core in there that's full of seeds, yes. isn't it? Yes, it is. Can you plant those and eventually get another flower? Well, the one that you really see that happening on is the peony tree, uh, which is a you know an actual you know grows up as an actual tree or shrub. Yeah, that's what I have. And I've got one. Yes, you can, but it's a very long term project. Oh, okay. Okay, because remember the the peony um, actual trees are a good five to ten years old before they start flowering. Yeah, no, I have a small one. Yep. It's not that old, but I, the beautiful peonies on it are quite yeah. magnificent. But they're lot, quite look larger than the other ones. They're huge and they're fragrant and yes, they're top they heavy. <laughs> like because I have one in full bloom right now, and yeah. it's yeah, it's I wish I some almost need to stabilize the branches because there's so many blooms on it. Oh, and it gets quite large, does it? Uh, it does. I've done some had to do some pruning on mine, and it's currently about a meter by a meter by a meter, oh, which I didn't is not, not it was huge. That big. Oh, it's okay. they get pretty big though. Mine's you, only a little thing. Okay. Leave well, Lots of, very much, leave lots of room for it to grow. Oh, okay. You can't move them once they're established. They oh, okay. Don't transplant well. <laughs> okay. Okay. All Thanks, right, thank Kathleen. You. Let's, right, bye now. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see how our time management is. Have we time for uh, that? Call what it? do you think? Well, unless it's a really fast. Okay. Well, okay. well Josie, Cobacock, great area. Hello, Josie. See if we can squeeze this in. Good morning. Hi. Morning. Good morning. Uh, I like to tell you one thing. I enjoy your show. I never miss one. And it's really, really informative. Good, thank you. Beautiful show. Okay, now my question is, I planted blueberries, oh, years ago, um, maybe five years ago, Mm -hmm. six years or more, and they do not uh, grow very well. They're still small and spindly, and I have very little fruit on it. What did I do wrong? Okay, well, I'll give you the, the quick and dirty answer to that. Blueberries require a very low pH in order to thrive. First thing you can do to figure out why they're not growing is do a pH test of your soil. You probably are growing it in soil that is very close to neutral because our our common southern Ontario soil tends to be fairly lime-based. So what you'll need to do is acidify the soil. You will do that by using pine needles, peat moss, and probably even a soil acidifier, which will be a sulfur-based product, to lower your pH down. You need it down, you know, 6.5, 6.4, something like that, so well below neutral in order for those blueberries to thrive. Okay. They also need just dappled light, not too much sunshine, but not pure shade either. So I, uh, I did uh, put pine needles. They have a big pine tree and sets the needles in me. Rake them up and we put them good. every fall, good. like a like a mulch. Yeah, that's good. Them. It's good, but that's not enough. You ha- I, my suggestion is, and unfortunately, the show is over now, so we'll have to say bye bye. But the bottom line is, do a pH test just to be double to double check what the soil pH is. And once you know what that is, either call me back or um, we can you know go from there in terms of what to add. Pine- nothing wrong with pine needles, but it's a slow process to lower your pH with pine needles. All right. Thank you very much, Thanks, Josie. Josie. I'm sorry we have to kind of run. We're, we're over time a little bit. We and are. I'm going to get a jab in the ribs from Bob Shepard, our news guy. I so we got to go. scoot. And, and uh, you're on for a few hours still with oh, yeah, what's another, up in the city? Another six hours to go, actually. Well, five. Five. Well, um, live in the city coming up right after uh, I say bye-bye to you. And thank you so much again, Frank, for Charlie your Benable. perfect sous chef. And have a great birthday next week. Thank, thank you, you, Andre. And thank you to all our callers. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.